Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. in our soul, huh? <laughs> uh, can we give them a hand again? Yeah. The men are holding it down and they came back with a vengeance. <laughs> Thank you, Bernard, for coming back. Bernard's a new daddy, y'all. I'm going to tell you, my, 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 you didn't say it was in confidence. And my daddy says, telegraph, telephone, tell her Kelly. Well, it'll be tell her Reverend Kelly to you, so... <laughs> Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Welcome to Unity, well, good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. And welcome to all of you who are visiting in person and online. I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, for those of you who do not know me, and I am so excited to be back. I tell you, when you love what you do, it's hard to not do what you uh, love what you do when you're on vacation, so you can stop and take a rest from what you love what you do, right? <laughs> But I really, really, really missed you all at the same time as I was resting. Um, those of you who are visiting, we are excited to have you here. We hope you really enjoy the service and the love that we have to share for you all. And on your way out, make sure you take a packet with you, a welcome packet with you, so you can learn more about our beautiful church. Oh, man. So we are going to be having our fellowship gathering after service today down in the fellowship, the service. 
social hall. And it's birthday Sunday, so if you had a birthday or an anniversary, for that matter, because it sounded like somebody had an anniversary, right? Carl and uh, Terry Schluter had their 41 years? 46 years. Wow. 46 years. We have some others who are 50-plus years. Um, she might want to raise her hand who's here, who's been here. Mary Alberson, 50-plus years. And um, Anita, you were married for over 50 years, too? Anita, were you married for over 50 years, too? Did your husband? Okay, all righty. Well, so you can come downstairs, and we'll celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. And we're going to sing after service today as well. On August 17th, we're going to have our gong meditation with Christopher Davis, where he's a powerful uh, sound therapist, practitioner, and gonglier. Gonglier. I had never heard that word before. But anyway, the meditation is powerful. So I invite all of you to join us on Wednesday, August 17th at 7 p.m. It will be in person. It will not be on YouTube because you can't get the full benefits of it um, unless you're in person. And there is a $20 suggested love offering as well. Our World Day of Prayer service is coming up as well. It will be in September, September 7th. It's on a Wednesday when we normally do our meditation. It will be in person and on YouTube. It will be at 7 o'clock. Well, it's going to be led by our prayer chaplains, and I'm really excited because this will be the first time the prayer, chaplain will be, prayer chaplains will be leading that, uh, that service. I'm excited. And then my next class, which is entitled Know Thyself, is coming up as well. It's on September 13th through November 15th. It'll be on Tuesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. And I love reading this book. This will be a deep understanding of prayer and our higher self, and it moves us into a deeper expression of our purpose. Um, the book, Know Thyself, is required by Richard Lynch. You can purchase it on Amazon, which you can use smile.amazon.com, or go to Walmart. They have it as well. And this is a love offering uh, basis for this, too. We have our silent auction coming up. This is serious for me because a little after George Floyd, the incident with George Floyd, we started having critical conversations here in the church. And it was very moving for me because I couldn't stay still and be quiet about how the world has been acting in the United States. And so we decided to have a silent auction so that we can raise money for the Equal Justice Initiative, which is um, led by Brian Stevenson. And Brian Stevenson is a public interest lawyer who is really focused on um, criminal reform, justice. Uh, I'm just moved right now because... I'm going to show you guys a video uh, next week that was very moving. But he's really interested in helping prisoners who have been wrongfully charged and wrongfully um, treated in the justice system. And he's also um, very much working towards um, ju racial justice and also truth-telling, telling about the truth about the history of the United States. We need to do that before we can move forward in a healing. Amen? And so we will be accepting donations for our, the love auction, the uh, silent unity, I mean silent auction fundraiser on Sundays after service from 11 to 11:45. Lois is Lois here? Yep, Lois is in the back. She'll be getting uh, collecting those then. And then on Tuesdays from 2:30 to 4 p.m., we have Victoria Eurista, whose idea this was. She'll be accepting donations. Please look in your hearts. Find things that you feel led to donate, even if it's services. Let's raise our $5,000 goal, and let's support the shift in our consciousness. Amen? Amen. All right, let's keep going. Uh, there's more information for these two on our website, on our Facebook page, and on the newsletter. But Lynette Kelly and I are really passionate about creating a health and wellness ministry so that we can support our, our church through the wholeness of us, mind, body, and spirit. And so what I'm asking is that you all take time out to fill out the wellness, uh, what is it called? Well, health ministry survey on our website. It's under About Us. So just go on our website, click on that survey, because we don't know how to provide 
spiritual, mental, physical, holistic services and information if you don't fill it out. So please go online and fill that out for us so we can get this ball rolling. And then also to stay abreast about everything that's going on at our church, visit our website, unityfh.com. Go to our Facebook page. Faith has an amazing way of putting everything on our Facebook page as well. And read through our weekly newsletter, which is emailed every Friday. <clears throat> Today's prayer chaplain will be Lynette Kelly, who will be holding down the sacred space during our service. And she will be available to pray with you all after service in the back of the sanctuary. Remember, you can put your prayer requests in um, the prayer box. And you can also pray call us at our prayer number. Or, uh, I can't remember the prayer number, and I didn't write it down. Oh, thank you, Howard. 248-702-0010. So good to have a tech person, uh, tech group as your backup. Um, so that concludes our announcements. Let's prepare our hearts and minds as we hear our music team sing Surely the Presence and open our hearts for the daily word and our opening prayer. soothing with that song. <sighs> the Daily Word, Sunday, July 31st, 2022. Let go, let God. Today we affirm, I bless myself when I let go and let God. And our message reads, if I find myself ruminating over a concern or a weighty decision, I release his grip on my attention by letting go and letting God. When I let go, I am placing my trust in divine mind, the source of infinite potential. I believe there are solutions and remedies of which my limited human mind simply cannot conceive. When I let God, I am trusting the grace of God will bless my life in the most wondrous and even, even surprising ways. Letting go and letting God is how I live my faith. I surrender to spiritual truth the presence and power of God, and believe the best outcome is going to be so much better than anything I can imagine. I affirm, I let go and let God, and relax into knowing I am deeply loved and abundantly blessed. Today's scripture comes from John 14, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me and take a deep cleansing breath. Allow your attention to flow down into the center of your chest and tune into a feeling of love. Take another deep, deep breath, breathing in a feeling of love peace, and stillness. And bring your attention even deeper down into that space in the center of your chest. This is where we tune into the presence of God that dwells within us. Jesus says to go into your closet, shut the door, and pray. Let us close our mind to the world. Let us open our hearts, our minds, our spirits, even our bodies, to the presence of God that dwells within. Acknowledging that there is only one power and one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe, 
God the good omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. Because God is all-powerful, God is everywhere present. And because God is everywhere present, God is all-knowing. We are one with that power. We are one with that presence. We are one with that knowing. Let us open up our hearts, our minds, and even our willingness to hear today's message, to move into a deeper understanding of that message with open hearts, eyes to see and ears to hear. And just for a little bit, let's just sit in that awareness of opening ourselves up Tuning into a deep feeling of love. Take a deep breath. And exhale deeply. And just for a minute, be still. And as you be still, Know that the love of God is always loving you. As you slowly breathe in that breath of love, let your body exhale, releasing, letting go, and letting God. invite you to take another deep, deep breath. Next, as you exhale, affirm, I release, I let go, I let God. And one more deep, deep breath. Breathe in love. And exhale, I release, I let go, I let God. And we thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that lets us move into the confidence of being able to release, to let go, and let you take over and bring us into our highest and greatest good. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Woo. <laughs> Every time he, he plays, I just get lulled away. <laughs> it's a good feeling. Thank you, Nicholas. Okay, let's affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And take another deep breath. As we affirm our UFH growth affirmation, and if you look around, you see it's working, because I hear it's usually slow in July, and it doesn't look slow in here today. <laughs> so let's affirm our UFH growth affirmation together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Amen to that.
put your hands together, you can sing this with us. Say yes, Lord. Okay, can you say it better than that? Yes, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> I know he's saying better than your response. <laughs> I know they all sang better. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I'm skipping uh, high as a kite because this is three years since I became your minister. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo, I'm clapping to you all too because we've been growing together. Um, and I, 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 there are no words. Every time I think about how I got here and the way I got here, I just, I get, I get teared up. And especially since when I decided to get back into ministry and I decided to go back to Unity Urban Ministerial School and I went to my first LNO after that, which is called License and Ordination. And that's where you do, it's considered oral exam. You do a small, uh, short little talk in the beginning uh, of the day and a, in front of a panel, and then they question you, and then you do it in the afternoon as well. And the minister who started this church, Reverend Barbara Clevenger, pulled me to the side before it was time for me to go that day and said, do you know where you're going to be when you are ordained? And I said, no. She said, Look in the unity of Farmington Hills. Now, even though she had left the church she had started, this is her baby. God led her to put a bug in my ear. And she told Faith, who was the board president here at the time. And then I end up here. Isn't that amazing? I'm blown away. I'm blown. I thought I was going to be somewhere else. But when you follow, when you truly follow God, yeah, it's going to be hard to follow me. This, this, I'm telling you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can, can you believe I used to play football? <laughs> I'm serious. I remember the first time I threw a football to Howard because I told him I could throw, and um, he was blown away. So anyway, he was. He was. I went, <laughs> and then he threw it to me, and I leaped and caught it in sandals. That's a tomboy for you. So anyway, I, uh, when Howard and I were on vacation, we saw a couple little mugs. I love finding funny little quotes, uh, funny little sayings. And there was a couple little mugs that we saw that I thought was cute. And the first one says, if at first you don't succeed, try doing it the way your wife told you. <laughs> of course, I was like, yes. <laughs> and Howard's like, don't take that picture. <laughs> And the second one says, if my wife ever leaves me, I'm going with her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, we saw that the first day we were away, and I was dying. Oh, he's showing this one, too. This was his favorite. Dear wine, we had a deal. 
You were to make me fun, funnier, sexier, and smarter, and a better dancer. I saw the video. We need to talk. I said, I don't want to show that and, and encourage people drinking wine. Because <laughs> I don't want to see any videos out there. <laughs> okay, so we started off this month going into a study of parables. And July in unity represents spiritual understanding. And spiritual understanding is our ability to know, to perceive, to comprehend, and to apprehend. And it is also our ability to experience the truth of God, not just on an intellectual level, but an experience in our heart, an experience in our awareness, an experience in our very being. And it's on a deeper level. And Thomas represents, who is a disciple of Jesus, he represents um, our understanding, but he was called Doubting Thomas because he always had to have evidence first before he would believe and even open his mind to understand. So we move into a phase, when you move into the spiritual understanding, you move into a phase moving from intellectual understanding into spiritual understanding where you experience the word. You don't just know the word, you experience the word. Amen? Amen. Oh, I'm the only one who's experienced the word. <laughs> Y'all are asleep today. <laughs> Did you have some wine? <laughs> Y'all are asleep today. So anyway, I, I'm excited about going deeper into the parables because I believe that each one of us has a specific meaning on our life. And Jesus teaches these parables. Parables are earthly stories about an everyday life situations that have spiritual truth embedded in the story. And I'm here to tell you that your very life is an earthly story that has a spiritual truth somehow embedded in your, in your life, in your story. Do you know that? Like when you really think about it, parables are not just what Jesus shared and it ended 2,000 years ago or so. It is uh, ongoing and it lives with us every single day. And the moment you wake up, you wake up to a new day in, a, in the new chapter of your life and the new experience of the truth that you are here to demonstrate through a spiritual understanding of it in the expression of God through you. Amen? Amen. And so I, um, I loved it. I saw Reverend Bonnie. She cut up last week. She sure did. And she was talking about how the older son was uh, hopping mad about the barbecue. She had me cracking up when she said that. And she shared about the prodigal son. And it's interesting because at some point in our life, we are prodigal sons. And so as we move into this second parable that I'm going to go through, it, it comes from Luke. It's in chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. And the title of my talk today is Spiritual Understanding and True Forgiveness because I truly believe that those are two of the major truths that were demonstrated in this story, in this parable. And so let me go ahead and read it, and then we will dive in. It's entitled, Jesus Anointed by a Sinful Woman. And feel free whenever you want to bring in your Bible, because there's nothing like actually reading the word from your biblical source. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation version. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell to the, on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. He, she is a, she's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thought. Simon, he said to Pharisee, to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 to another. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, uh, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after? Simon answered, I suppose the one whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he returned, he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, 
You didn't offer me water to wash the dust off my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has, stopped, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Let me pray. I'm feeling a lot real full right now from this. Thank you, God, for this story. Thank you for working with me all week with this story. I quiet myself down. I allow the wave to rush through me and carry me into your word and the meaning and the spiritual understanding of it. And I thank you for your divine gift of love that loves me so much. Amen. Okay. And so first of all, when you look at this, back in the times of the Jewish tradition where Jesus was living, if you were invited, especially if the Pharisees invited you to eat, it was a big shebang. And they all came in and they lounged around a table and they ate lavishly. But there was a tradition that honored the guests that came in. You did offer them water to wash their feet and you gave them oil to pour over their head. And it's usually an oil that was perfumed because as they walked in from outside, there usually was a smell. So they'd give them an oil that they pour down on the top of their head and it had a perfume smell to it and it anointed them, blessed them, and it also gave them a smell of, of um, a perfume. And that's a spirit, there's a spiritual understand, a spiritual meaning to that as well. And then also, they will kiss you on both cheeks. It's also an African tradition to kiss on both cheeks, and I've seen it in other cultures as well, to kiss on both cheeks. But that's honoring you, and it's saying something like namaste, the, the, the higher self in me, the Christ in me, the God in me, or the Jehovah in me honors the Jehovah in you because Jehovah was um, one of the names they used in Jew, uh, Jewish tradition. But when you look at this, Jesus comes in and sits down. They didn't say anything about those traditions happening at all. So it lets you understand how fully the Pharisee received Jesus as a prophet. And then when you look in here, he calls Jesus a teacher. He doesn't call him a prophet. Now, he's been known as a prophet, and the true reason why the Pharisees were around was to find a way to discredit, the, discredit Jesus because he was giving a lot of deep understanding and a lot of deep metaphysical meaning and a lot of spiritual interpretation of Jewish traditions, Jewish understanding, and the Word of God that they couldn't understand how he would know it. And he spoke with authority as well. And they couldn't get it how, they didn't really know anything about Jesus, so they couldn't get it that he'd have an authority to tell you your sins are forgiven. And as I read this, it doesn't say, I forgive you. It says, your sins are forgiven. And he also says, your faith, it is through your faith that your sins are forgiven. So there's a couple things in here that, that we need to look at because when you look at it, there's three main characters in this story that represent three main, uh, I'll say three main phases of consciousness or three main aspects of our being. And the first is Jesus. And Jesus, when we look at it, here is still unknown what phase of consciousness he's sharing because the Pharisees don't really know. You can tell by the woman who's considered the immoral woman. And they say that for a reason. In some other translations, it says a woman who was a sinner or the sinful woman. And it makes you, under, it makes you think, what does she do? Now, mo the most popular theory is that she was a prostitute or an adulteress. That's the most popular theory. But we don't really, it doesn't really say here. And it also doesn't really give her name either. It doesn't say her name at all, but it gives the Pharisee's name, which I found pretty interesting. The Pharisee's name is Simon. Now, if you remember, Peter's name was Simon before Jesus changed it to Peter. 
He was called Simon Peter. Simon represents receiving the word of God, being receptive and open to the word of God. But when it changes to Peter, it represents having total trust and total faith in the word of God. Here, Simon is he's not really trusting who Jesus is. And you can tell because when he sees Jesus letting this woman touch him, he's like, this can't be a Pharisee. Letter of the law. I mean, a prophet, letter of the law. He has his own interpretation of what a prophet's supposed to look like, what a prophet's supposed to be, how a prophet's supposed to treat people, and how a prophet's supposed to let people treat him or her. Because you know there's prophetesses too that are out there. So just think about that for a minute. How many people in your life do you know who don't have the best reputation? How many people in the world do you know who don't have the best reputation and people think down on them? People think judgmental and, and, con, uh, and through a condem condemning way of seeing to, towards them. And then look at how God sees us. And if you look deeply about how God sees us, you see it in this story represented by Jesus. Jesus sees the innocence in this girl, this lady. And he also shares a story that says how we're treated and how we treat life and people in life and how we treat the gift that we are given when we are forgiven, depending on the degree of what we feel is the forgiveness. So if you feel like you've done something that was really big, and quote-unquote sinful, meaning you missed the mark of God in a big way, there's a part of your heart that will really feel led to repent somehow. And that's what this woman represents, who comes in here with an alabaster jar full of perfume. It represents the soul's desire to repent, to understand, to move into a deeper experience of the good that God has to share. It, it represents a desire to be different, a desire to let go of the, the way you used to be and a desire to step into the experience of who you truly are. And it's not the new you is new to you, but it's not the new you, it's the true you. Amen? Amen? There's that Christ inside of you that's waiting to experience itself through you in a higher and greater way. And we're the ones blocking it from show, showing itself. And we see it in the Pharisee. The Pharisee represents the intellectual understanding that's caught up in the popping circumstance of tradition and customs and law and moving so hard in his heart. Remember we talked about the four ways, the four types of soil. He has a hardened heart that won't even receive that it could be something going on in this experience in this woman's heart. She's sitting here crying over this teacher in his mind's feet and blessing and, and, and washing with her, hand, her hair. Feet represent understanding. When you wash the feet, it means purifying and clearing away the blocks of your understanding. When it's purified or anointed, anointing means to, to confer good upon. It means to purify to a higher level. Whenever there's perfume there, it represents an experience of love an experience of God that purifies and clears away the blocks, the dust that you have on your feet as you're walking, the dust of your experience, the debris of your life, of your human experience is purified away. And you move into a deeper understanding of truth. Spiritual understanding can be so healing because when you realize that you're not the sinner that all your life you thought you were, and when people have called you different things, like they've called this woman whatever it is, immoral and sinful, and to have someone look at her and see the innocence. In verse 44, it says, after Jesus is shared with this man, from hearing him criticizing, he shared that those people whose debt is the greatest love the greatest because they repent the greatest, because they show the greatest gratitude. When he shows this, he looks at this woman. In verse 44, it says, then he turned to the woman. Now, he's looking at her, but he's speaking to Simon. And he says, look at this woman kneeling before me. In other translations, it says, do you see this woman? Stop there for a second. 
Do you see the woman in you who is seeking repentance? Even if you don't think you did anything wrong, I promise you, we have. We always miss the mark somehow during the day. But are you willing to let go of the self-righteousness and look at the part in you that messes up? And see that woman, which is the loving part of the soul that desires to move forward. It's the loving part of the soul that desires to repent. It's the loving part of the soul that desires to experience the Word of God and be the Word of God so deeply that it feels the oneness of God without anyone ever having to say it. Look inside of yourself. As I came in here, I was going to ask for you to check yourself and see if you are the Pharisee or the woman. But I'm feeling guided for us to let go of the Pharisee part at all. We can skip that phase of judgment. Let's take that phase and turn it into discernment. Look at yourself through the eyes of God. When I saw that part that says, look at this woman kneeling here, I saw myself being accepted by God. I saw myself realizing that I didn't need to punish myself so much for the things that I've done wrong. And I used to be that way ever since I was younger. And it's interesting because we have the kids coming in now too. You are an innocent child of God. And the main purpose of this this parable is to bring us to the consciousness of seeing ourselves as the innocent child that we are and experiencing ourselves as the innocent child that we are. And it's no mistake that the children walk in because at this stage where they are is where we are in our innocence. And then we go through life and we learn the opposite of what we are. The Pharisee was considered the good person, the, the, the immoral or woman. I'm not calling her immoral anymore because the fact that she was blessing and, 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 and anointing Jesus' feet means that she had received the forgiveness in her heart. She had moved into spiritual understanding of who she is, and she had made a commitment to go forward in that understanding. And I'm asking us to move into a deep spiritual understanding of who you are that you can move in a place of forgiving yourself on a deeper level, that you can move into a place of opening yourself up to see yourself through the eyes of God as innocent children, and that any part of you that you feel is done wrong, because I promise you, just like her, we have many sins. I don't care what you think, we have many sins. But we, as we open our hearts up, will be blessed, will be anointed, will move into a deep level of spiritual understanding, and through that spiritual understanding, and only with that spiritual understanding, will you move into a space of truly receiving forgiveness and truly giving forgiveness. As I close out, I'm going to share one more thing. Because when you move into a space of truly forgiving and truly loving, there are several things that you demonstrate. Number one, you demonstrate deep abiding faith. Number two, you demonstrate deep abiding love. And then you move into deep abiding forgiveness. You move into a state of serving God through serving others, through acts of love. And the other one is there's a deep experience of God that moves you into a deeper spiritual understanding of God. Today, as I, uh, this morning, it was early this morning as I was thinking about this and thinking about the kind of father that I have, I felt that I was neglectful because I have an amazing stepmother too. But I had been resisting saying it to her. there's a part of me that misses my mother so much. But God has blessed me with a beautiful woman to be my stepmother. She does not replace my mother, but she's a beautiful experience of my mother. God will take an experience and move you into the blessing of something that will move you forward as well. She allows us to talk about our mother, and she is a beautiful stepmother as well. 
So I called her and told her that I love her and I'm thankful for her in our life. And I asked her, can I call you mom? I know it doesn't replace my mother, but it moved me into a state of spiritual understanding. It moved me in a state of love and faith. And it moved me into a state of service to someone who I was neglecting because she's an amazing stepmother. And I didn't want, I was like the Pharisee, judging she's not going to take the place of my mother. And I promise you she won't. But she's not meant to. She's meant to give me an opportunity to still share my mother and be an open space to have someone else mother me too. And so I forgave myself. And the thing is, she started crying because she said several other people told her how much they appreciated her too. And she thought she was raggedy and she didn't deserve it. And so I helped by God using me, I helped to wash her feet into a deep spiritual understanding and help be an expression of God in her life. She hadn't shared that to anybody else that she didn't feel like she deserved the love that was being poured on her. She shared it with me. And so I tell you, find a way that you can share love to someone. Be in a state of deep understanding. Open your heart to forgive you and whoever else you may be stopping yourself from forgiving. Be an innocent child of God that you are. Let the Pharisee go and step into your spiritual understanding and your true forgiveness. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, your heart will feel free and you will walk away completely transformed. Amen? Amen. Thank you. I'm going to have the kids come up and share. Come on up. The fifth Sunday is always, to me, a dedication to the kids as well. And look how many kids we have. There's a mic over here, and here's a mic too, Dylan. Dylan's birthday was a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? Dylan, the 16th, what, when was your birthday? 18th. So we had birthdays here. And the rest of it, and we have other birthdays, Claire's. And the uh, music team can come up too. So the, 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 the kids want to share affirmations that they have been working on. You can go ahead. Miss Sharon will take... Uh, you guys can go ahead. Can we give them a hand while they're getting set up? <laughs> Tap it and see if it's working. Hey, Berkeley, bring it up to your mic. I mean, your mouth right there. Yep. Can they hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Okay. In July, we focus on our power of understanding. I affirm I am naturally good. God, God's divinity is in me and everyone. Yes. I affirm I make a difference. Yes. You got it. I forgot. You can read it. You got it. You can do it. You got I it. I affirm God made all people and loves us all dearly. Yes. You did it. You did it. I affirm through prayer and meditation, I connect with God and bring out the good in my life. My understandings tell me that everything in my life has a meaning of good. Yes. Can you, can you all help us sing? Those of you who had Julys, well, uh, we'll do the Julys. I feel led to do that first, and then I'll let you guys go, let, go out, because some of you have birthdays and had birthdays with me as well. So those of you who had July birthdays or anniversaries, can you please stand so we can sing happy birthday to you? Um, thank you, Nicholas. you to count your, so I'll start with you. You'll say one and then two and three. So you're one. Ten, eleven, twelve. Say twelve. Thirteen. Sixteen kids in there. 
Thank you all for contributing to the spiritual understanding and sharing your affirmations. We really appreciate you, and we love you, and we behold the Christ in you. Thank you all. So good to have the men holding it down. It seemed like it affected you all, this song. Woo! I call you holy, faithful, and all that. Um, let us take a deep breath so we can breathe in a consciousness of what we feel led to give as a love offering. Take, uh, close your eyes. Take a deep breath. As you exhale, exhale into the consciousness of prosperity, abundance, and all things good. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And you know how to give. There will be someone at the back of uh, the sanctuary as you go out for love offer, to take your love offering. You can do it online also, or you can send in a check. Let's stand up so we can go ahead and affirm our 
prayer for protection together. I'm feeling full, 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 y'all. Woo, I'm feeling full. Okay, so as you do this, hold in your hearts everyone in your life, even those who you may have had some issues with. We're praying for everybody because one of the best ways to move into a state of the kingdom of heaven and a kingdom of peace is to give love even when you don't feel like it. I promise you it works. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.